Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Different guys on the line this week. How's the preparation going? Uh, different guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Bankstown. Uh, yeah, uh, he's doing a good job. It's been a good, preparation's been great. The guys have been, they always get work. The second team guys always get uh, a handful of reps every single team period, so they're always being prepared. John, for example, every week would get, uh, in some periods, he'd get two at right guard, two at center, two at left guard. Other periods, you get one at center, one at right guard, one at, when the, depending upon the length of the period. Uh, and then service scout team, he'd take reps as well. So at the end of the day, we make sure that those guys get almost as much work, as many reps as they would get if they were starters. They get them between the splitting time with the starters and the scout team. So it's a, it, we try to always have them prepared that way so that when they do have to step in, there's a, they got a chance. Trent to be back for the game? I, the injury thing's not in my, the ball's not in my court on the injury thing. So I just, uh, whoever's there, we get them coached up and let's go play. How much what? How much of a coach is he also in the room? Trent? Oh, Trent, Trent is, uh, yeah, I mean, um, my meeting room is, the, the meeting room's, uh, here's a shocker, I talk a lot, okay? I like to, I like to talk. So I, I, I tell, I, I talk a lot in there, I'm always, when the way I coach is, is I kind of, you know, not just do that, kind of tell stories, you know, and I talk through the play, and, and then every now and then I'll have an offshoot to tell a story about a player I used to coach, and it's just, just kind of like this, this thing turns out to be. And, uh, and then, but Trent will, you know, all of a sudden, if he's whispering over there in the corner to Jalen or to McKivitz or somebody, and I'll just say, hey, speak up and say what you're going to say. Well, I was just saying, da 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 da. So he's always looking, always thinking. And I always, he's always respectful and doesn't want to like overstep his bounds. Uh, but I'm always like, Trent, just say, say what you want to say, man. And, and if I don't agree, I mean, he and I have a great relationship. I just say, Trent, I think I don't, I don't agree with you. And he may still disagree. We may, we may agree to disagree. Or later on, he's like, I'm right. Or later on, I'll say, no, you're right. That was a great idea. And uh, oftentimes the guys do it. I just want to tell me so that we can, because I don't, you know, I, I've got a lot of answers, but I definitely don't claim to have them all. So. Halfway point here. How would you evaluate the, the way the right side of your line is played through the first eight? You know, it was really cool to do this, the study. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I told Kyle when I came back, I said, you know, you know, losing three games in a row, obviously this is, you know, this is an NFL season. This is when you really find out what you're made of when you go through the tough times. And uh, it's been really uh, cool to, to, you know, to, not cool. It's been, it's been interesting to see how we've come through it um, and where we're going to end up with this whole thing being where we are today. Uh, when you evaluate the guys, I said, you know, what's really funny is, like, take Spencer Burford, for example. Take Colton. They've gotten better. You know, you watch the cutups. You're like, gosh, look at him in Pittsburgh. Look at him in uh, whatever. The, I don't remember the second game, but look at him each week, and then all of a sudden, look at him today. And and then I remember last season. 
uh, and they've they've gotten better. Does it always show up in the you know like you'd say the stat line, right? Uh, you'd say does it always show up in wins and losses? Always show up in their production during the game? Not always, but yet you see the little things that 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 the building blocks of what make a better football player. And I said it to, I said to Kyle the other day. I said, and this is here, here's another here's a here's a, a shocker. We play football every day. They get a chance to get better, and they play in games. They get a chance to get better. All of a sudden, you take away football in the off season, the developmental time. It's harder, and so. Um, it, it, it just, this is when they should improve. And if you go about it the right way, if they approach it the right way, you don't get stuck on W's and L's and you get stuck on how do we improve? And then what's that, well, how, what's my role in that in helping us win games? I'm very happy with their progress. Is it, you'll always hear me say, there's not a guy up there that's playing well enough. Everybody can get better, including me. What does this upcoming game mean to you, given the fact that you're in the midst of a three game losing You just alluded to it. Yeah, no, it's, it's anytime you don't, <laughs> You don't want to lose more than one in a row. I mean, you don't you don't want to stack you want to stack wins. You know, no matter how you're playing, you just want to win games. This thing is about winning, and so you got to win a game. And no matter what happens, it's it's the most important game right now. The most important thing is getting having a great Thursday practice and getting ourselves ready in this phase of what we prepare for, because that's going to do the best thing to help us again and prepare again on Friday, prepare again on Saturday. That'll give us the best chance to have a chance to win the game on Sunday. But you got to do the things it takes in the situations, and that's normally what it comes down to. There's a handful of plays in situations that you do or don't execute that end up winning and losing a game for the most part uh, in the NFL. And it's very important, obviously, that you win every game. Uh, the issues with the, the, the running game the past few games have to do with opponents coming up and saying, we're taking this away. And how much does it have to do with, no, there was lanes there, we just didn't hit them. Yeah, I mean, it's been the same. It's almost been the same every week. I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We haven't had a chance to talk since the Cincinnati game. We talked about how the possessions went in the, in the Minnesota game. We talked about the Cleveland game and how we were always behind the eight ball and second and longs. We never could get any rhythm going. And in the Cincinnati game, what happened was, you know, just let's start the second half. You come out, you have a whatever, eight, nine, ten yard run, and then you get called holdings, first and 20. Um, we overcame it, but, but you know, same thing happens the first play of the game. We get eight yards on a play or nine yards on a play, and then we run, we run a power and we don't get a yard. And we run a short yards run and we don't get a yard. Now, is that, is that the fault of the run? Is that us? We didn't block it good enough. Um, the defense played well, but we didn't get another set. Of, we didn't, we're not getting that next set of downs to keep that thing going and to get a couple more runs called. And then whatever's been going on, you know, it's always a team thing. You know, whatever's whatever's going on as far as possessions, whatever's going on as far as time in the game, whatever's going on with score, it can kind of affect how you do things. So I think it's not. I don't look at it as a bad trend because when I look at practice, when I study the cutups, it's not like, oh crap, man, I got like we're not, you know. So and so's not hitting the hole, or we're not blocking this guy, or the defense is. Oh my God, this is the hardest defense we've ever faced. No, it's, it's not. It's 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 just the way it's kind of fallen right now. Without, and obviously we have to do a better job. I said it last week as well. We've got to do a better job first and foremost because if we block better, create big holes, um, you know, it's uh, it's easier to run. Chris, what's the challenge this week with Jacksonville D line? They got Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen off the edges. What do you see? Yeah, again, we face them every week. It seems like great pass rushers off the edge. So Colton and, and the tackle, uh, Trent or, or, or Jalen, have a great challenge in front of them. Everybody's got to do their part to help, uh, make sure that we don't, you know, we keep our quarterback upright and doing what he's got to do. They are, they play great team defense. You know, those guys are good players. The interior players, they haven't had the production with the sacks, but they pressure the quarterback. And uh, and, and they get, they're just, a, they're very, very good team defense. They're very well coached. Uh, they get to the ball. You know, we've, the last 
three defenses. Uh, when you take the all of them been well coached, but you, you go to back to Cleveland. Cleveland's one of the top defenses in the league. You look at how um, you know Cincinnati's team played last week and this team this week. Very, very, very well coordinated. Good job. Minnesota's in the first year with with Flores up there, and they did a good job. But it's a little bit they're a little different place in the development of their defense than those other three teams. These are really well coached defenses that that are on point, and there's not a lot of holes in them. So you got to be you got to be really good at what you're doing, and and you have to. Make plays and converts. So you can get more sets of downs. You get more sets of downs. You're going to have chances, you know. And, and uh, that's what we've got to be able to do. Seeing good edge rushers every week. Are there more the depth of pass rusher around the league? Is it just at a different level than maybe it was? You know, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, I, it was funny the other day. Trent and I were talking, and he goes, you know, I, I mentioned Demarcus Ware to these guys, and they don't even know who Demarcus Ware is. You know, he shocks him. And so I say, yeah, that's what it's like getting old, bro. But uh, <laughs> but you sit there, and you're just like, hey, man, this guy, uh, you go through the league, and, and everybody has somebody who flashes. I, I don't know that, you know, it's hard to say. It's just the generational thing. You know, it's the Kobe Michael Jordan. It's the Reggie White versus Bruce Smith versus the era of the guys today. I, it's just so hard to say, but there are a lot of talented rushers. I would say that college football, right, I guess they're throwing the ball more, and I don't know if they are or not, but it seems like it. So there's more chances to rush the passer. There's going to be more opportunities for guys to develop as pass rushers. And there's more, you know, we get guys that are more developed as pass blockers they are, than they are as run blockers. So I think the whole game has kind of gone that way. So there, there may be a few more, but I don't know if they're the elite elite. But man, it, it seems like every week somebody has one. And you have to. I think that's where people invest their picks. You all, Everybody knows if you can you know, get after a quarterback, a good, the best way to stop a good quarterback is if you can get in his face and rush him. And the more guys you have that can rush, the better the, better the defense. Addressing the team right after the Bengals loss, uh, what struck you about his message? Oh, I just you know uh, he you know he's a great he's a great guy, great leader, uh, and it was heartfelt. It wasn't lip service, in my opinion. It, that's what I liked about it. Whatever he would have said, it was heartfelt. And he meant it. You know, I, I touch the football every play. I'm responsible. I got to take care of the football. You know, and that was I think that was the crux of it. I don't I don't I don't don't remember it all exactly, but I just like the fact that he's accountable and not not afraid to say it's my fault. He's not pointing the finger at anybody, saying, you know, I, I got to take responsibility for this. I got to make sure I do a better job. Uh, you guys have trusted me to do this, and I got to do better. And uh, it's the response you would hope a guy would have when things aren't, when things didn't go as well. To say it was bad or whose fault, I'm not, you know, kinking at all that. But, but at least in his mind, what he felt was his responsibility. He needed to do a better job of, and he addressed it with the team. Which then, you know. Yeah, who's going to tell, you know, uh, what is it, the emperor's clothes or whatever, the elephant in the room, right? It's, who's going to say that it's the elephants in the room is there were interceptions and they've cost us the last couple of games or whatever it is that has happened, and he took accountability for it. What are you about playing Chase Young uh, in the previous seasons? Chase Young was, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always involved in the, in the draft process with the D-line and the linebackers, and then Kyle knows to have me leave the room when the DBs show up because I'll fall asleep. So, <laughs> I, I, but when the when the rushers are there, man, I'm there watching. And I remember Chase coming out, and I thought Chase a really, really good player, uh, great athleticism, great speed, great length. Um, it, it just for whatever reason it hasn't all come together consistently. You know, he, you you could make a cut of a highlight reel of the guy that's like, holy cow, this guy's phenomenal. But then the playing and play out, and I don't, I can't put my finger on because we don't play him that much over the last couple of years. Uh, once or twice, so I haven't studied him that much, uh, but he's a very, very good player, and it's just a matter of I think getting the op to be consistent. All right, thank you, thank All you. guys. Thank you. Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th. Get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 